Hello, everybody. I'm Lawyer Mark, and this is the Lawyer Mark podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, first thing off, and really, it, this is going to be the subject of this whole podcast. It was something that, and let me just introduce you to my Director of Public Relations and Chief Administrative Officer for Content and Production for the Lawyer Mark podcast, Ms. Chamberlain. How Hello. are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. So I know you lined up a couple of some content for a few more podcasts, and but we did some recording the other night, and the topic came up, the topic of stalking, which is a topic that I, I, you know, I don't like the topic, but I do like to talk about it because I think, um, and, and I'll discuss this in, in a minute with your situation, and thank you for um, you know, letting us into a little bit of your personal life here to tell us this experience. Lane is a... Um, you, your junior year or sophomore year at University of North Carolina? My junior year. You're in your junior year, North Carolina. For those of you that don't know, Chapel Hill is where the University of North Carolina is. It's basically, it's a college town. Um, and, you know, like any college town, you've got college kids, you've got uh, professors, you've got family of professors, fam all kinds of things going on on a campus like that. A big campus like um, University of North Carolina. So, Lane, you asked about stalking. Yeah. What was the What was the question that you asked me again? It was. I think I said, at what point does something like an obsession become legally stalking, or what point should be you be concerned? Okay, so give me that. Give me the example of your your friend, because that's the one that you first used about this guy taking pictures of her, which you know yes. we'll talk about that in a sec. So give me just an idea or give the listeners an idea of what she was going through. Yeah, our freshman year, one of my best friends had a stalker incident that she reported to campus police as a result of, she would see him and he was around our age. She would see him everywhere and he would started taking pictures of her. Um, at first he would just arrive at the same places, not coincidentally. And then he would constantly be recording her, and that's when she got really concerned. And, um, yeah, so I just wanted to ask you about that. Yeah, what, how would this guy, just some, I had some questions. How would, is he a student? Do you know if he was a student or not? I think he was. Yes. Okay, he was how, would he, how would he have access to her, her schedule that, to know where she was, or do you think he was just following? I think, I think they might have had a class together. Okay, so here's the issue. If I'm asking these questions, um, it's not a good situation. We're asking, we're asking about how a guy knows where your friend is so he can be there. And one of the things he does is take pictures. Okay, creepy, right? Inappropriate. It's gonna, you know, mess her up. So now, let's talk about your situation. We can break it down and we can look into it a little bit more. We don't have her here to answer some questions, but that situation is one. Um, that I want to address. And I'm going to say this at the beginning. I will also say this at the end. It does not matter if you think you have evidence, enough evidence to bring a case against somebody. You're not a detective. You don't have to worry about bringing cases. What you have to do is if it seems wrong, it's, you know, if it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck and it quacks, <laughs> it's a duck. So these type of situations, if, you know, you have somebody that's if you have to determine whether or not this individual, I'm going to use men here because men, there are women stalkers, don't get me wrong, but there are a lot more um, male stalkers. Statistics show that. 
Um, if you have to ask these questions, you've got to go, especially you students out there, anyway, any student, you, you, there are places, especially now that you can go to, and on campus, you have the campus police. And a lot of these campus police departments are not what you think they are. Yes, they have officers that will go into onto campus and go into dorms and they want to, you know, bust you for drinking, whatever that is. But they're also run by retired or, you know, police uh, administrators or detectives from other police departments. They offer them, you know, pretty good package. They come into Chapel Hill and they know how to conduct investigations. They will stay on the stuff that's that's heavy, like something like this. So it has to be reported. If you're afraid to report something like this, talk to somebody you trust about it, and they can help you do that. All right, Lane, let's talk about your situation. And I know that I know that it started at Starbucks, and I think yeah. a lot of people out there list, that are listening, they do what you do. So what were you doing at Starbucks? What, what's you know, give everybody an idea. Because this is about Lane being in this situation right now, and we're going to break it down because. Um, I think looking back on it, especially after our words the other night, it didn't appear to be as innocent maybe as you thought it was. I don't know. Yeah, it definitely did. No, (laughs) definitely was not as innocent as I thought. Okay. So, all right. Tell us how this thing starts. Um, Tell us the beginning. I was at Starbucks studying, and I was there for a few hours for a biochemistry exam. Since that's not one of my best (laughs) classes. Um, That was last year, my sophomore year. And um, someone was sitting next to me, and he was older, and I hadn't really taken notice of him before, but he got my attention and said, you know, he appeared to be looking at my screen. He said, what are you studying? And I said, oh, I'm in biochemistry. And he said, really? I have a PhD in biochemistry. And I said, oh, wow. And he said, if you ever need help with anything, I tutor students all the time, and I would be totally willing to help you. Um, and he was like, let me give you my email. Okay, and- so right right here. So you're studying this on your computer, and just by coincidence, this guy's like, oh, hey, you're <laughs> studying um, biochemistry. I have a PhD in it. What are the odds? All right. right. So obviously, like, I w- I'm looking at this from my end at my my experience as a prosecutor and saying to myself, okay, I have to look at the situation and say, no, I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt here. He is looking at your screen. Um, you studied there before, right? Yes. He's not times. a guy you would notice. No. He's not a guy that you're, you're studying, you look up, you're not, he, your eyes aren't, well, I mean, I don't, depending on what he's wearing or something like that, but right. you're not going to like me. Okay, you know. So he, you may not recognize him again. You might, the first time you saw him was when he approached you. Yes. All right. And you need help in biochemistry. Yes. A lot okay. of help. <laughs> All right. So you figured this guy, this guy is a good option. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I'm, a, you know, I have faith. So I was like, you know, maybe it's meant to be that we just ran into each other. Maybe that's, you know, yeah, meant sure. to happen. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> because okay. I was naive and didn't think that through. That's okay. I mean, you know, I'm going to poke funny. Nobody got hurt. You didn't get hurt here. So, but. Okay, first thing, ladies, there's no such thing as a coincidence. And when you're working on your laptops or whatever it is, you know, iPad, you can get this, those screen protectors, and they will protect, you know, somebody going, walking by, they can't see what you're working on. If this guy did not see what you were working on, Lane, I have a feeling you would have never met him. Okay, so he, you guys exchange emails. Yes. And your first session, how, how does that go? 
we met at a different coffee shop in Chapel Hill and it was it was okay I felt like I felt like I did get something out of it the only thing that was annoying is we went uh, an hour over probably and talking about stuff I felt like he was lonely and I felt like I couldn't say you know I have to go or I have why would that have been or... awkward yeah I I'm really bad at saying no <laughs> no a lot of um, people are a lot of people that are listening to this they might be saying, how could you just not get... No, it's not easy to do if you're polite. It's not easy to do if you think the other person might be, I don't know, making some type of social mistake. I don't know what it is, but this happened more than once, right? Yes. Okay. Um, like how many times? I think we met around eight times. So for the course he went over the hour each time? Yes, every time. Every time. And I would get in the car and I would call my mom and I would say, oh, my gosh, I just had this most dreadful conversation. <laughs> okay. And she thought, you know what? It's part of the whole biochemistry thing, the experience. Yeah. So, yeah she yeah. said, you know, he sounds lonely. His, he talked about how his wife lived in Virginia and she was a professor somewhere else. And so, you know, she, my, I think I get it from her. My, she kind yeah. of trusts people easily as well. Okay. So, but I get it. Um, so at this point, I'm thinking to myself, okay, maybe it's, it's in it, but it's, it's too much. Okay. He's hired for an hour. The lesson should be over at an hour. If you're starting to talk about personal things, ladies, that's enough. Um, and how, how old is he? He was in his sixties. All right. See right there, sixties. So this is not, um, it happens one time and you're talking to your tutor about some things that are going on, uh, not for an hour after well, what right. maybe maybe i don't i don't know but not every not every lesson um did there become a like what was the point that stopped the tutoring what was the was there a particular class and it was over the sessions were over how did it end yes as soon as my biochem class ended i never planned to take a science again and i said you know thanks for all your help i ended up passing the class thankfully and that was kind of it he would reach out to me a couple times after uh during the spring semester when COVID hit he said you know I don't know how to get students because students aren't in coffee shops anymore do you have any friends who are <laughs> I can't, I can't STEM majors I can't hunt in coffee shops anymore right. can you give me some targets <laughs> yes and I would text like I would text my sorority group chat and say you know if anyone needs a tutor like I do know somebody and none of my, they all had them, thankfully. And so I told him, you know, I don't really know anyone with who needs help, so. All right, so you made an effort, that was polite. Now, okay, COVID hits this yes. time last year. And fast forward, yeah, let's call him um, Professor Creep, Creepy. <laughs> he, um, now, does he come back into your life? What? This is the part that I was that started to worry me. What? What? How do you come into contact with him again? So I would see him on Franklin Street, the main road that everyone walks on and dines on, and he would be out at midnight or one a.m. And I got the sense that maybe he had some social issues. He was always walking up and down the street, kind of acting odd in. And not really interacting with people so much. Did you stop um, and watch this like from afar? 
No, usually I would. I mean, it's okay. Be, I would. Well, I would be able to see what the fuck's going on. I was usually scared he would see me and try to start a conversation. Right. Because I did. Okay. I saw him on campus once um, during the fall semester as well, and this year, and he, I thought it was kind of odd because you know the library's closed and he reached out and talked to me and said you know, I'm not really sure where to go anymore. Like, they don't let me go into the undergraduate library. And I was thinking, that's really odd that he goes there anyway. I know we have a yeah, yeah, public yeah. university, so technically anyone from outside can get in. It's not really, you know, right. it's not <laughs> private. And But it was so weird. Um, right. And then I was at dinner with a friend. And okay, yeah, my... but we're going to, let's, you know what, I'm going to take a short break here. I want to okay. hear the flower story. Okay, okay. Because I think that's really important. I think a lot of women have to deal with this, like, coming to work. Yeah, that was what gifts. set me off. Okay. <laughs> Let's um I'm gonna take a short break here. We're gonna come back with Lane and we're gonna get more about this story and, and you know what led her to believe it may have been a harmless tutor to, you know, this might be a, a, a problem. Okay, we'll be right back after this short break. Mm-hmm. 